Explain a little bit on how it is turning the page for you. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I don't fuck with 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 you, bro. You be talking too much shit about me on Twitter. Welcome to a brand new episode of my weekly podcast, What's Happening? I am your host, P-Line. You can listen on various platforms. We on Apple Podcasts, we on Google Podcasts, and we on Spotify as well. Like it, leave a comment, or you can share it. Just do something. Welcome to another episode of What's Happening, my weekly podcast. We got a lot we're going to cover today. We're going to do something kind of different. We're going to delve back into the the decades of the 90s and 2000s. We're going to acknowledge the top three most rememberable things that happened in those respective decades. What's the first thing that pops into your mind when you think about all of the 90s and all of the 2000s? The most impactful event worldwide that happened in those respective decades. So we're going to do that later on in the show. But first, I want to start this podcast off by acknowledging my 13-year-old daughter. Because, boy, let me tell you, she been on my trail. You ain't mentioned me in the podcast. And, boy, she all over the place on every corner. She won't let me live at all. So I want to make sure that I start off this podcast by acknowledging my 13-year-old daughter, soon to be 14, as she keep reminding me, you're a year older in two days. I want to wish you a happy early 14th birthday on my weekly podcast, What's Happening? I love you. You know, every day that I pick my daughter up from school, we always usually talk on our way home. And she wants to be a writer, so I inspire her to constantly write. You know, write things down. Don't worry about if it's stupid, if it don't make sense, and if you feel a certain way, if you see a certain thing, if it's interesting, if it's not interesting, don't worry about it. Just write. Every day you want to write something, even if it don't make sense. I have been encouraging her to do that, so she's been doing it. And usually when she come home, she usually sometimes want to talk to me about it, but then other times she don't want to talk to me about it. She want to keep certain things to herself, which is understandable, and I'm fine with that. But this particular time, you know, she wanted, she told me she wanted to talk about, you know, the things that she wrote down. And she commenced to tell me that, you know, one of her classmates was high and drunk in school today. And boy, my antennas went up. They was all the way up. Because the first thing I thought about is why is somebody confiding in you to tell you that? That's the first thing jumped in my mind. Because I'm thinking usually only people that you are close with will want to tell you something like that. But then I had to 
think about that for a minute because, you know, when you're 13, sometimes these kids, they, they just want to be cool. So they're telling everybody. But before I can make that distinction, I was already going in, trying to figure out how to way to come at them to, to understand what that all meant because my brain was going crazy. So I slid one in on Well, uh, oh yeah? Did she try to get you to hit the weed? Because I don't know if she brought her to school or what. I mean, I don't know because I know y'all heard about the story about the girl in Lehigh that brought the weed and the Percocets and all the drugs to school. So I don't know if this girl brought, you know, the liquor and the, the weed to school or what. So, you know, I throwed that in on and she hit me with the, are you serious? If she would have asked for me to do that, I would have knocked it out of her head and went to the, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then she followed that. She followed what she said by saying, Dad, I don't even curse in school. What makes you think I'm a smoke weed? When she told me that, it settled me down. I left it alone. But it got me to thinking. What's wrong with these parents today? Tell me how in the hell do your kid go from your house to school and get high and drunk? Please help me understand this one because I'm having a hard time. They only got a couple of options. You either taking them to school, they either riding a bus or they walking. These are middle schoolers. They don't got too many options. So at what point in time do they have enough time to do this shit? Did they do it? Did they get the weed from your house? What they got the, the, the what they got to look them from? Help me understand this because I'm not following this one right here. Where and when did they get the drugs and the liquor? It's only a short amount of time from school to your house. If they on the bus, is they doing it in the seat? Or what did they smuggle it? Did they have it in their book bag? How in the hell did this go down? You can smell weed, but you ain't paying attention to your kids. You too worried about some other shit. Like your outfit for the weekend. I don't get it. And that's why I don't take advice from you nothing as parents. I'm watching you. I don't want your advice. You got four kids and all of them from a different baby daddy. You can't give me no advice. You teaching your three-year-old how to dirty dance. And you think I'm going to listen to you? Man, you is tripping. I'm not listening to you or nothing you got to say. Yeah, we talking and I hear you, but I'm natural ain't taking your advice. You hopping from man to man. You setting a bad example for your kids. You think they don't know you like Cardi B? Yeah, we get it. She's the hottest rapper in the game right now. And she killed the blue face feature. Tatiana, we know that. Yeah, she killed it. And she the hottest rapper in the game right now. But your kids don't need to know you like Cardi B, man. They don't need to know that. 
Because guess what? When they Google Cardi B in the blue face feature, Tatiana, you know what the lyrics she's going to read? Let me give you some of the lyrics of what Cardi B said in the Tatiana song what she featured on Blueface record. She said, that my thing so tight, I think he slipped in my butt. I don't swallow pan B, I just swallowed up. You know what rhymes with butt. Your kids don't need to know you like Cardi B. She is ratchet. You do understand when it comes to the cool kids in school and everybody's playing this song, that's a familiarity. Oh, my mom liked this song. Oh, my mom liked Cardi B. Now the cool kids are playing this song. And she Googling it because she know you like it. I'm not listening to you, man. I'm not taking no advice from you. You set a bad example. Your kids are in school, not in with the cool kids. And guess what? She's singing alone because she don't Google the lyrics because she know you like Cardi B. And now she's putting dance moves with it. You taught her how to back that ass up at three years old. She was three. I understand you got a big booty and you want to shake it. She watching you though. So soon as she get old enough and develop any kind of curves, what you think she gonna want to do? Shake it. What her mama gave. That's what her mama gave. I'm not listening to you when it comes to parenting my child. I see the bad example you said. You driving drunk in the car. Why they in the back seat? I'm not listening to you. I'm not taking your advice on how to wear my daughter. She can't wear tights in public. She's not wearing little short shorts while men in the house. It ain't happening. Not with me. You can do it with yours. It ain't happening with mine. I'm not interested in your advice when it comes to certain things with my daughter. I'm not. I'm trying to keep her away from certain things as long as I can. And I know what you're going to say. She's going to see it when she go to school. But I'm not stepping and approving anything. She learned it in the house first. That's what she's going to get her first lessons from. And the things that you approve of, and you don't got to approve it through your mouth. You're approving it through your actions. Why you hopping around in the house listening to this song? And she hear it. You, that's how you're approving of it. Everybody don't reveal everything in front of you. Some people wait till they outside of you. And they go to doing, the doing their thing. We know how that's, that's how it works. Some people grow up faster than the others. Just because these kids see something, that don't mean it's approved. But it get its approval when you sitting there right in front of them, letting them know what you like and what you fuck and what you with. You just approved it. Don't just 
tell me just because you tell them, no, this is no good. Nope, you can and can't do that. But you're contradicting yourself. You tell them you can and can't do that, but you're doing it right in front of them. They're going to come of age. And they're going to try to fool you into the sand. You got to trust me. Oh, hell no, I don't. I do to a certain degree. I don't want your advice. You hopping from man to man. You driving drunk while your kids is in the backseat. You setting a horrible example. You like Cardi B. And when they Google the song, they going to hit them right in the face. What, what them lyrics got to say, man? I don't let my kids know I like certain things because I don't need them using it as a crutch. And soon it comes down to a moment where they cool friends around and they know I like a certain song and they don't heard it at the house when they outside of your site. Guess what's happening? They sang it along too because they don't Google the lyrics. And now they don't put the dance moves with it. Y'all tripping. I don't want your advice. If I can keep my kids away from certain things as long as I can, I'm going to do it. Because I weigh up the consequences versus the rewards. See, the consequences of making a mistake when you're young, it can be real vital in the mental makeup these kids of your daughter it can be vital while on the other hand the rewards for doing something right that's expected is a pat on the back and a congratulations the consequences outweigh the rewards tremendously and that's why I'm gonna protect them for as long as I can I don't want them in tights I don't want them in short shorts you don't want certain things in front of men while they in the house period point blank I don't want to hear your advice because you're setting a bad example and I'm gonna raise mine the way I want to and that's just that you can do yours how you want but I'm not listening to you man I'm going to protect mine as long as I can. I'm not stamping and approving anything when it comes to that garbage. I, they don't know I like Cardi B, man. They don't know I like certain artists because I don't want them to, I don't want them to Google some of the lyrics of the artists that I like. When we in the car, I listen to their music. They don't listen to my music, man. I don't play certain songs. I don't have certain conversations in front of them. I don't talk about certain things when I'm with them. I'm not approving and stamping anything. Because soon is the moment that they get when they're with their friends and they got some type of memory of anything you said and you approved and you were doing. Oh, you best believe they're going to vibe along to it. You can believe that. I don't want your advice. I'm not taking it. I'm raising mine how I see fit. We watching these kids bring drugs to school, man. We watching them. They hot and drunk. 
at the age of 12 in middle school. We seeing it. So we know somebody is doing a horrible job out there. I don't want that for mine. And if I can protect them, as long and I don't care what you say. Oh, you can lock them up and they can. Yeah, guess what? It wasn't at my approval. That don't stop, that ain't gonna stop me from doing my job just because they can. They also can go on to do the right thing too. You ever thought about that? So don't tell me about. Oh, you lock them up for so long, and you do this for so long, and then they turn around sneaking out the house. Oh, guess what? They can do it the other way, too. I'm not trying to keep them in the house as a Norman. I want them to see certain things. I want them to experience certain things. I want them to hear certain things, but they won't hear it from me, though. They won't see it from me, though. Because I'm not approving and stepping anything that's negative and garbage. Because I'm concerned about their mental makeup. Because the consequences far outweighs the rewards in this situation. Because as a teenager, one fatal move, one fatal mistake, one mental makeup can cost them forever. Why the rewards? It's a pat on the back and a congratulations for something that you expect them to do already. I'm going to continuously be hard on mine when I know the consequences to certain things it's just too serious. They will get rewarded all the time. Good job. Congratulations. Keep up the good work. That's all they get for something that they expect them to do anyways. In this segment, we're going to be going over the top three things from my respective decades, the 90s and the 2000s, of the most rememberable moments in those respective decades. Now, what the first thing that pops into your mind when you think about the 90s? What do you remember? What everybody was talking about? When it comes to the 2000s, what do you remember? The most everybody thing that was being talked about in the U.S. world. Do you remember what you was doing? Do you remember the conversation surrounded by these events that was going on? Well, I'm going to give you my top three from the 90s and the 2000s. We're going to start with the 2000s. And 2007 is my number three. The Virginia Tech Blacksburg shooting. Well, 49 people were shot on the campus of Virginia Tech University. 32 was killed by this guy named Cho. When the police caught him, he turned the gun around on himself and killed himself. He killed 39. He took 32 people with him. At the time, 
That was the largest amount of a mass shooting in U.S. history. That was, surpre- that was surpassed by the nightclub shooting in Orlando and the incident that happened in Las Vegas. That's number three. Number two. The election of President Obama. And the only reason why I got Obama election at number two is because a lot of people forgot about the Virginia Tech mass shooting because you don't have so many other ones. That's more recent. But they still remember the first black president that has been elected in U.S. history. So that's why I got Obama 2 and the mass shooting 3. Number 1 is the hijack of the plane that ran into the World Trade Center on 9-11. That's something that we will never forget. It went down in history. It changed a lot of the way we do business over here in the United States. The Patriot Act and all what George Book implemented. You know exactly what you was doing. You knew where you was at. If you of a of you if you of, of age, you know. I was on the back of the garbage truck. And I was just trying to get off work. I was tired as hell. We was getting to our last two streets. I was working on Santa Bell Island. And my driver jumped out the truck. And I'm like, what the hell you doing, man? I'm trying to get home. I'm tired. I'm working out here in this sun. And he told me that we was under attack. i never forget the moment. That's my number one most rememberable moment of the year 2000 to 2009 of that decade. Now we're going to go into the 90s. What do you remember about the 90s? What was the most rememberable moment for you in the 90s that everybody was talking about? What well, I'm going to give you my number three moment in the 90s, what everybody was talking about. Do you remember the Rodney King beating? Well, all the police officers ganged up on this black guy and beat him down and was captured on moment. The first time a, a video actually went viral. And then the police officers with the S was acquitted for the crime. That's it. The city of L.A. in a riot. It was reported that it was over an excess of a billion dollars in damage caused. That's number three. Number two. The O.J. Simpson. And his wife, Nicole Simpson, and her friend, Ronald Goldman, was murdered. O.J. Simpson in the Bronco was being followed by the police while he had a gun to his head. It's number two for me. You will never forget the moment. That was number two in the 90s, most rememberable. Moments in the 90s decade. Number one. 
who will ever forget the Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky in the over office. You can't forget it. It's in there. The president of the United States is doing his thing in the over office. Don't you understand, man? That right there made it possible for so many other people to run for president because that's when they knew that he was human because usually you used to then think these presidents was human you knew it right then and there oh snap these people are human too this man is getting in the office it's probably the reason why Donald Trump, Donald Trump ran for office. He probably don't want to be outdone by Bill Clinton. He probably throwing a party up in that thing, man. He probably got three of them up in there with him. That moment gave people The sense of belief that they can become president too. Even if you is a rapper or entertainer or a playboy bunny or whoever, it gave everybody the notion that you can do it. Because Bill Clinton became human when they scandal broke. That he was doing that in the over office because nobody thought that that was what that was going on in the office. And that's my number one most rememberable moment of the 90s decade. I hope y'all enjoyed the show today. I had a lot of fun doing this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Y'all keep up the support. I really do appreciate it. And all the comments that has been left within my message box. Some of them are weird, but some of them are very nice. Words of encouragement. I appreciate them all. As you know, this is another episode of What's Happening, and I am your host, P-Line. I'm out.